1: good morning everybody this is guest thursday and uh, we have a very special guest uh Teresa, mm-hmm. who is uh the uh, uh head of a ministry called lydia's house uh and she's been on before uh and shared uh, her whole story of her personal journey and then coming to uh, be put in this leadership position so welcome Teresa. it's good to have you uh looks like you're in your office uh uh at the 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 ministry there where where exactly is it located by the way again
2: we are located in summersworth new hampshire
1: yeah and uh so beautiful and
0: uh
1: uh so tell us uh tell the audience again catch us up on what exactly is lydia's house and um how did you again come into that place where you're been given the leadership of that
2: Sure, thank you. Um, It has probably been almost 30 years now since I have, it started with a simple desire to help the homeless. So I went to my pastor at my church and I asked her if I could help the homeless. And she said, go ahead. And that's exactly what we've been doing. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, go ahead. (laughs) It's really easy to take care of the people in the church, but it's very difficult when you are outside of those four walls and and in the unknown, actually, Mm -hmm. in the world. And so it was, okay, go. So we went. And it has just been an amazing experience to fully um not only experience what is out there for homelessness but add addiction and add domestic violence and trafficking and prostitution uh it it's just a a, a just incredibly heartbreaking but we decided that we wanted to not just be a handout after creating 30 different programs a thrift boutique a food pantry and helping anyone anywhere we were always wanting to help people uh to the point that we wanted to be a hand up. And so we created a program, a 365 highly structured program. That means no phone, no TV, and your job is you. So uh, we created this program and then we had a capital campaign. In 2016, we raised $450,000 and it was so God because no federal or state funding, only only, um, individuals, foundations, churches, um, it was God all the way we raised right. to raise that kind of money, uh, which found was very important too, to not have federal funding, to be able yeah. to do the program, the way that God was telling you to do it as well. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause if you're federal estate, you are not allowed to say God, and you're not allowed to hug and you're not allowed to, <laughs> I mean, and so uh, imagine that a world without that. And that's not the kind of world that God created for us. And right. so, Uh, We said, okay, no thank you to federal estate. And now we're going on 10 years. We still have a food pantry that feeds food insecure. We still help people. Um, There's a lot of people that we continually help through the year with food cards and a a basket for her. Because she's homeless, uh, we provide a basket every quarter so that she can carry all of her stuff in because there's no place for her because she's so mentally ill. So now we're going on ten years here, and it has just been a journey. Uh, I, I I can tell you after ten years, I know what tomorrow is going to bring, but uh, mm-hmm. what to see how God transforms the lives of these women and creates beautiful synergy of events. Mm -hmm. so that not only is there salvation for our women is there healing and there's deliverance but the staff is outstanding we have an amazing team and little did I know the last two years God actually brought me through a developing stage Scott Cornell and Kristen have have been coming here and teaching abiding with the women Mm -hmm. but Scott being a um just not only a man of God with a great heart, but he also is a developer and Mm -hmm. saw the need for me to be developed as an executive director. Mm, That's great. I I didn't have those skills and you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. So to have someone step in and say, I want to help you was outstanding. And so uh, the last almost two years now uh, being developed and so that I could raise a team Mm -hmm. to help, the women versus me trying to do it to, all by myself because yeah exactly. you
0: know. <laughs> that's fantastic yeah. tell us yeah. tell us
1: the uh, the program now is um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how many women do you have and what's how long do they typically because they're now staying physically at your place right uh,
2: yes so they now live so here at d- Lydia's
1: d- describe that whole uh, sure. structure and how long they typically stay and. Uh, you know, how many women you have now, you know, that kind of thing. Just, just the kind of the basics of what exactly you guys are doing right now.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> so right now we have 11 families. We have 12 bedrooms altogether. We cannot have more than 25 people at once. So when we have a family, sometimes mom will bring the children and sometimes we help her fight to get her children back because yeah. of all of the, the, um, mistakes and consequences and things that that they've done in their past. So when the women come in, there is no phone, no TV. We do a drug test right at the front door. If there's any drugs in their system, it's an automatic. We're sorry. You're not ready for this. Uh, When they come in, they have three bags that they can bring in. And usually it's everything goes right into the washing machine. Thank you, God. (laughs) It's been almost 10 years. We've never had bed bugs, and we've never had anything that because we've nothing gets in this house until it goes through the washing machine right. so in the dryer so mm-hmm. it's, it doesn't matter um so we're really careful not only in the physical but also in the spiritual because all of the right. girls that come in here not only do they have baggage from their life they have baggage in the spiritual and so when yes. they come in they sit and have an intake it takes a day because you've got a lot of forms to fill out you've got a a lot of things to, to learn about them and for them to learn about us as a program. The option is to come into the program. If we accept you, you do have to go through an intake. You have to go through a eight page application process. Um, and then we talk and decide, okay, we're going to let this family in because when you bring one family in and you already have 10, it, it sets the whole house. It kind of un-, un um, It just ruffles the atmosphere Mm -hmm. in the house. And so we have to let that settle. And then once that settles, we can bring in another woman. And that's worked out really well, especially these days. So once they come in, we have that intake. We have the initial, okay, this is your room. And when they see each woman, we don't bunk women in the same room. Mm -hmm. Every woman has her own room and every room is beautiful. Our goal Mm -hmm. is so that when they come, they're worth it they've not been worth it. The world, for most of our women, they are felons and they are not worth the work. And that's not true to God. Uh, Even though they come in victims, they leave as victors. So when they have a room, we make it a princess room and it's theirs. And for the first time, we, we do have one young lady that's just come in. She was homeless for a year, living in a tent for three months, never had her own room, always hungry because she never had food or anything to buy food. Now she's here and at, when we have devotions in the morning, she's always thanking thank you God that I have food, thank you God I have a mm-hmm. bed, thank you God I have my own room, I can do my laundry. It's the basic things in life that they are mm-hmm. so blessed by. So and we wanted to make sure when they first come in safety and security is number 1. Mm-hmm. They they even though they feel safe after a while, even though they feel secure after a while, they're really not because they've been so uh, broken for so long. It's mm-hmm. kind of normal to feel unsafe, and so we kind of work with that. So when when the woman comes in, if she brings in her child, we make sure they are fed, we make sure they are clean, we make sure they have their room. We do all our due diligence and do they have health? Do they have none of them see doctors when they get here? So we set them up with health. We have an amazing nurse, Julie comes in and she is amazing. She comes in once a week. We're actually writing a grant so that we can have her twice a week. Mm. So even though we're fighting, you know, the houses for women that are homeless and children. So we're not just dealing with one generation. We're dealing with the second and the third generations of Mm -hmm. children. So our goal is to break that cycle and that, that, a curse of poverty and homelessness. So the child never experiences that Mm. once they leave here or remembers that. How
1: did these women come to you? How did they find you or, or you find them? What is, how does that transpire?
2: So when we first opened seeds of faith, which is the umbrella to all of this, Mm -hmm. uh, we were helping the homeless and low income for almost 20 years. We knew who was homeless. We knew where they were, where they came from. City welfare would call us. Can you help this person? Either city welfare, the jails will call us now. Uh, You know, if they have someone, they uh, would ask if they could come here. Um, The 30 day addiction places will call and, And as long as they've been clean for at least 30 days, they can come here because they can't have withdrawals while they're here. This is Mm -hmm. their new beginning. But they also, if they leave a 30-day drug rehab and they go back to the toxic environment, they have a 90% chance of going right back to where they came from. So we bring them in here right from the 30-day drug rehab. We bring them right in here from the jail. We bring them, if they're homeless and living in a tent, wherever they are, um, we will bring them here and, and get them started. Um, mm-hmm. the, even the city welfare will call even sometimes the governor's office will call we have someone in Concord can you take them mm-hmm. yep if you get them here and they qualify to be in the program so or if people will just know of Lydia's house and call us and say I have a family member I have a friend right. I picked somebody up off the street and I don't know what to do with her mm-hmm. so either we'll help them know what to do or have her fill out an application and start the process mm-hmm. so that's, that's a lot of work yeah. itself. Yeah. It how
1: long do they, um, uh, once they're there, how long do they typically stay? And, and, uh, uh, what is your, I know you, you said you have more milestone driven of, of at a certain point then they can, they can leave. So what's, what's, mm-hmm. the, what's what is the typical pattern of that?
2: A year they're, they're here a year. Some girls, we have one young lady that's been here, um, so we have four phases: phase one, two, three, and four. By phase four, you have all of your um, your uh, supports are outside the house now. All, you have a savings, you have a vehicle, and we're going to. You either have a full time job or you're going to school, and you will have an apartment so that we set you up for success. Some girls here take less time. Some girls here, like we have one young lady that just graduated after nine months of being in the program. She's a superstar. She's over at Grace House and she's doing amazing. She got her little girl back. She's getting married. She's she's going to counseling to make sure this is right for her and, and her future husband. And so that's a beautiful story in itself. And then we have a young lady who is, she came in here, 18, had a baby. She's not ready. So she'll be here for, she, I think she's going to live here with us forever, but um, she'll be here for a while as she learns just the basic life skills. Okay. So we never say no to someone who can't pay the program fee, which is 300 a month. Um, it's, it, we've never said no to anyone based on money. And we've never said you have to leave in a year. So if it takes more than a year, it's okay. As long as they're working harder than us and they're working the program, we will work with them there's so that they can reach the goals that they set for themselves. Right. That's so great. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a great, uh, explanation and uh, what a, what a beautiful, uh, expression of, of God's love to invite them into that Amen. and, you know, and what Amen. you've le- learned from that. So, um, mm-hmm. could you share, you know, uh, your own, uh, you know, how, how have you uh, enjoyed abiding, discerning God's will, God, God, wonderful mm-hmm. God stories? What, what can you share uh, with, because um, we know you have a, a beautiful structure, but we know it's all, actually all, all God. So, uh, yes. you know, share with yes. us, share with us your experience with experiencing, you know, the
2: beautiful thing of God. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, the girls, when I come here, we do a devotions at 630 in the morning. I had to learn early on. It's, I can't come here unless I've already, you know, abiding, spending time with God. Mm. I have nothing to give. These mm-hmm. women sit at a table and they're like little Robins. Gimme, 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 because <clears> <throat> they they want to know God. They've never heard of a loving God. Mm-hmm. They've heard because their dad's abandoned them, then God will. Because their mom's rejected them, God will. Because they've never experienced unconditional love, then God is conditional. And so when they sit at the table, I am so amazed at the love and the hunger they have to know who is this loving God. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was, um, we were at the Dunkel's the other night for that dinner, which was phenomenal. But we had one young lady come in and this is just one of so many stories, but she had this huge bulls ring in her nose and thought it was so good looking and we told her sorry you cannot wear that in this house she's so beautiful but she had this bulls ring and she just began crying "Uh, my identity and no you don't have an identity if that's your identity because you're not a bull you're beautiful take it out of your nose you're not wearing it in here (laughs) so she did she took it out of her nose she was mad
0: yeah it's okay
2: you know so Two mornings later, we had this amazing devotional where we talked about God's love. And she said, I've not ever known. You know, you're talking, but I I don't understand. I've never heard this. I've never read this. I've never. And so as we were, as we talked and we were talking about identity and where do you get your identity from? It just happened to come up. uh, She accepted Jesus that morning. Mm. And now, so. The, the beautiful thing is not only did she accept Jesus, there is such a transformation starting to happen. It doesn't happen at once. And I think the world, you know, okay, you know, Jesus, you should be good now. It's not true. Mm-hmm. It's steps. Yep. When, abiding. Are you abiding? They have to start off by you will be down here at 630 for devotionals. Mm -hmm. This is where you learn who God is. And we together, I can break the Bible down for you. I can help you a little bit by a little bit, eat that worm and and hunger and hunger. But when you, if you truly want to abide under the shadow of his wing, when you go to your room and you hear, oh, I think I should read the word of God, do it. When you hear, oh, I think I should pray, do it. Because now they're starting to live for God instead of have to because they're in devotions. So it's actually... It's, it's like working out. You're working out. You don't want to. You don't like to. I can't want to. But once you start working out and you discipline yourself, it becomes a delight. Same thing with God. I can't want to sit down and read or be quiet. None of these women. Be quiet. Right? You want me to write? Everything is in their head and it's just like this. So every time you say something to them, you need to clean your room. You hate me and you don't love me and you just want to be mean to me. Because, that, because that's what they hear. Mm. So we have to teach them, let's unravel all of the mess that you have in your head so that when somebody, it's not that I hate you or that I don't love you, but even God will challenge us to grow because he loves us. Right. So to abide is to discipline yourself so that it turns into a delight. And that's what they're doing. I hear that, oh, I read this verse last night and it really spoke to me. You were abiding with God last night. I went to work and this woman said, So I told her, you heard from God and he spoke through you. He used you. God's love would skin on. I love how hungry they are for God. It's the harvest. And the harvest is rejected, the harvest is alone. The harvest, you know, the world calls them addicts, felons, too bad to, you know, or we have them come in here and they're on 20 different medications. They're dying under legal medication so we've got a it's a huge giant that we have to fight all the time so abiding you can't do it without god and staying close to god so you're in his shadow you can't be in a shadow unless you're abiding in him right yeah and i love that i love that picture of just being in a shadow and being under his wings and knowing that he has this house he has these women the staff is amazing we make a great team i love how god has orchestrated this great team to help this broken harvest and even creating more and better like a better it's it's amazing i'm i'm amazed at what god has been doing like i am my heart is so overjoyed by even though they're coming in so broken and so lost and so shattered and so tormented, God is doing something so beautiful so that when they leave, they're transformed because of the abiding in God's love, not in culture, not in what the world says that if you look better, if you act better, if you talk, but no, it's stay close to God. And all those things just happen where your love, as you
1: as you think of uh you know uh, let's say some individual stories of that process Mm -hmm. of coming in broken um they go through this uh time with you abiding getting Mm -hmm. in the word hearing god's voice Uh, Mm -hmm. share with us a couple of stories of of how it started with them at the broken piece and what things happened during the the year with you that they started to realize that God is good and that they could begin yeah. to begin to be transformed themselves. Tell, tell us a couple of, mm. of real stories on that, if you could.
2: Yeah, I can. So we have <laughs> one <laughs> yeah, oh, nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. story. <laughs> we have young, one, and it is by the blood of the lamb and, and the testimonies, right? Mm-hmm. And we have so many testimonies of God, oh. God's grace and mercy. We have had one resident who grew up in addiction whose father most of these women don't have a dad so she grew up in addiction and while she was here only it was probably one month after she arrived she didn't even want to come here she was in a 30-day program god brought her here and she was like i didn't even want to come here because it was faith-based
0: <laughs> <laughs> but when
2: she got here she knew this is the place for me wow. and once she got here and we just Uh, started to get to know her and get her on the right path they ended up finding her mom overdosed in a ditch imagine being overdosed and being found in a ditch no one there to help you no one and because while she was here she found the support the love the stability that she needed from she had a daughter she has a daughter she lost custody of her daughter And in her journal from years ago, she used to say when she was small, I always wanted a little girl. And then when I had one, I was so addicted, I didn't know how to raise her. So she lost her. But when you think about the generational cycle, her mom was the addict who taught her daughter, who would have taught her daughter if the generational curse wasn't broken with this young lady. So she went through the program. She fought us. I mean, there were times when she would just have that that poopy face and no, I, I this is this, this isn't me. Okay, so it's up to you then. This is where you either have both feet in because one foot in and one foot out doesn't work here. So it's your choice. What do you want to do? Well, she met us every way and she decided I'm gonna push through, I'm gonna push through, I'm gonna push through. She now her her family has rejected her, her mom. Um, you know, we we helped her go through that mourning period, but She now is at Grace House, which is our second home, which is a beautiful castle for these princesses that go in there. She now is at Grace House, sees her little girl. And you know what she told me? She now is our overnight staff here. So she's at Grace House. She's our overnight staff here, empowers the other women that are here. But she said, you know what, Teresa, every time my daughter, because now she has visitations with her daughter and she's working on that um, uh, reunification She said, I have my Bible in the seat. And my daughter, when I pick her up, she just holds it. Mm. Oh, sweet. You know, mom, she says, your brother doesn't love God. They hate God. And uh, Chrissy is her name. And she said, I love God now. And her little girl (laughs) said, me too. And she told the Bible, me too. That's God's love. Not unconditional. And Mm -hmm. so loving. And doesn't reject anybody so that's that's one story we have another young lady that came in oh my goodness she this was it probably uh, in the very beginning so in the beginning when we first opened house we had a lot to learn you know oh we can just love everybody that's not true <laughs> <laughs> when I say that what I mean by that is we I wanted to bring everyone in here and just love them mm-hmm. but because we've created an entitled society. They expect you to just do everything for them. Right. We think that's love. It's not love. Right. It's when you empower them to do it. Yeah. Now we have this young lady who came in and, you know, she was entitled and I'm a princess. Okay. Not that kind of princess. So you're doing it yourself. We're going to keep you. (laughs) (laughs) So when they come in, they, she had to learn how to do a schedule. They don't live by schedules when they come here, so we have to sit them down. This is what a schedule looks like. Every Monday, you're going to go to classes. You're going to have financial class. You're going to have Genesis class. You're going to have art therapy, and you're going to have parenting. And then on Tuesday, you're going to food shop. But before you food shop, you're going to give us a grocery list. And before you give us the grocery list, you're going to tell us what you're going to buy because you're not buying six gallons of ice cream and only one little thing of milk. So let's just make this grocery list a little healthier. So we, we work with them. Okay, why is your room a mess? Your laundry's not done and all your other clothes are on the floor. So basic, basic. And she fought us. Why do I have to clean my room? I'm an adult, then act like one, go clean your room. And if you can do the little things as though they're big things, and you'll be able to do the big things as though they're little things, go clean your room, do your laundry, wash, fold, put them away. And you need to go take a shower. I'm not going in there with you, but I need you to wash your hair and go take a shower. Those aren't because you get so used to living in the world. Mm -hmm. Who cares about a shower? Who cares about clean room? Well, after a while she started, she cleaned her room. And then she had the cleanest room in the house. And then after a while, she started doing her schedules. She was the first one to bring her schedules. And she was so proud of herself. I did my schedules. I cleaned my room. I want to go to school. Great. So instead of going to work, she chose to go to school because you can do that here. Why? Why not? Yeah. is mm-hmm. so good. Do you know what she is today? She is one of our case managers that has her master's in Human services. Oh, for heaven's sake. That's
1: amazing. I love that. That is amazing. That's, that that's remarkable. She had her,
2: her little boy back that she wanted so badly. She's never had an apartment. She got a car taken away because of all of her DUIs and all the things that she had gone through. She now empowers our women. Hmm. She now comes in and I, like what God is, we have another uh, resident. She came in and she struggled with alcohol and she struggled with men and It just, I remember one day I was sitting on the swing and she had come to me. Can I just call this young, this man? He's, you know, I love him and he loves me. And I I really think I need to call him in order for me to stay here. And I said, I'll tell you what, take that piece of paper and take that pen and go write it on the piece of paper. Yeah, but I'm not going to be talking to him. I go, no, but you will put it on the paper, get it out of your head. Because if you're going to stay here, you're not calling him because you, you do not have contact with the outside world. The first two phases. Because who's safe? I remember when somebody told me, oh, but he's my dad. Okay. She did not mean father as in birth. She meant sugar daddy. And I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. oh, that's your dad. Okay. It wasn't her dad. So you learn quickly. Mm -hmm. So uh, that happened. Okay. Write the letter and we'll go from there. She wrote the letter. She kept writing. She ended up now she's a writer, but not only is she a writer, she really struggled. She had no smile because she had no teeth because they'll pull your teeth. If you're an addict, drug addict, never brush your teeth. Don't take care of yourself. So they'll pull it, but they won't give you teeth. So a lot of the women come in with some teeth. A lot of the women come in with no teeth. Mm. So we look for dentists that will help us give them back this smile. Oh, so they nice. smile again. Oh, It's beautiful. She got we had a dentist that came in and said, we're going to do everything for this young lady. She got everything done for her. What a testimony that is. What a testimony mm-hmm. that she can smile, but not only can she smile. She not only now graduated the program. She now empowers our women and works here on the weekends and helps our women is gotten married, has a baby and lives at grace house. That's beautiful. Wow,
1: Teresa will, uh, uh, you know, we're, we'll pick this up again next time. Uh, those are, <laughs> those are, those are so fun, Beautiful fun stories. stories, uh, to look at transformation. Of, Amen. Uh, Amen. And, uh, you know, when they, they truly understand the love of God and start to experience yeah. it, um, yes. it must be a joy for you and your staff mm-hmm. to just, to yeah. just, you know, stay with it, knowing particularly up front mm-hmm. when they kind of, they kind of get mad at you that, yeah, yeah that's okay. And, um, <laughs> And it's a little bit, you know, like you said, is God's love is is God mm-hmm. ask us to be obedient, mm-hmm. and instead of mm-hmm. I want God to, God yeah. to do this for me, and I'm going to be entitled, God says, well, it's going to yes. be important if you follow me, so you're going to you're going to have this great mm-hmm. life, <laughs> you know. So, so yeah. you're you're just a yeah. great example. So thank you for sharing, Heavenly Father. We're uh, very excited uh, about what you're up to there mm-hmm. and uh, the just the heart that's there and the ability to flow the covenant by receiving. And as Teresa said, right. uh, she has nothing to give away unless she's receiving from you. Mm-hmm. And so we just pray that she continues Amen. to do that and her staff and to see these uh, beautiful results. Uh, we may may more and more people understand the opportunity uh, to receive, yes. receive and give it away to others who are disadvantaged. And we thank you in Christ's name. Amen. thank you so much Teresa for joining us and for sharing these stories of redemption truly redemption and restoration through learning God's love for real Um, so thanks for joining us thank you for joining us everyone if you have any questions be sure to send them in at questions at afjministry.com and join us again next week as Teresa continues to share more stories from Lydia's house (laughs) of hope yep so we'll see you tomorrow on in times Friday have a great day
0: see you then